Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix, episode 56, as told by Alex. I'm not a cop. I don't know what number we're on. On this February 9th, 2019, or February 10th, depending on which uh, time zone you're in, if you're like me and in the future, uh, and me, that is Andre, your girl's favorite Organization 13 member. Uh, I am joined by Alex Galinas. Hey, having a surprise launch straight into your heart. Ooh. Uh, Sam Harrison. If my uh, if I was noted, then my nobody name would be Xmas. So no. pretty no, soon. Leave it there. Leave it there. Allison. Oh, I was going to look at my. I'm looking at my organization thirteen name, and it is Zinisolol. So you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's more like a real organization thirteen name. If it makes you feel any better, Solanex. Uh, and uh, that's Pat complaining. I am high tier loot. Oh, Ooh. oh, and joined by special guest today from Penny Voxel, the new YouTube channel, Amitabha Sarfati. Uh, yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to say Amitabha because uh, <laughs> that makes my organization 13 member name way more complicated. <laughs> um, uh, what, what is your Ami? <laughs> or Ami, Ami? I don't know. Can we go with Mixa? Mixa? Uh, Mixa? Uh, Mixa? Uh, I don't know. We are streaming on Mixer. Xiaomi? Yeah, it's like a Xiaomi, like a Chinese electronic. Yeah, I guess so. And, you know, that's all anyone could want from an organization 13 name. Top X. Top Yeah, that's, you know, some of those names, they sound better as like Aurelius. Like, that's like a terrible. Terrible name, but I don't know. We do we want to get into Kingdom Hearts now? I finished it. I don't know if we ever need to get in. You did a spoiler cast, right? Like I, I did a spoiler cast, but I have not heard Ami's thoughts on this game. Yeah, I don't. Just well, give us a thumbs up, or thumbs down. I don't. I don't know how far you are. I don't know anything. Uh, yeah, me neither. Really, I'm. I'm not that far. I'm doing a oh. very slow, very dramatic. Uh, let's play a bit on the right, like, so, Dramatic yeah. in what way? Let's lay this down for oh, me. Oh God, yeah, we're just talk- we're just doing this, aren't we? Yeah, no, we're oh, doing okay. it. All right, I'll make it. I'll make it brief. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much because I am so not far. Um, dramatic, just in the a very, um, very dramatic commentary in 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 the voice a low dramatic theatrical sort of um, yeah are are you are you like audio off and you're voicing every character no i considered doing that um i don't i don't redone the entire playthrough like a was uh if it were an older kingdom hearts game because at least so far there are no there are none of those cutscenes in this game there's like um you know in engine, oh jeez! In engine cutscenes where where the the characters don't actually mm. speak; it's just bubbles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's none of that. I was hoping there would be so that I could yeah. do that. But. So, so how far are you? Oh, it's embarrassing to even say. Um, I'm still in um, Toyland. Okay, that that's mm, I had some issues with that level, but yeah, I finished it, and I don't know, I've. It, mm, I don't know. I think there's there's some very poor design choices in that game. 
uh, like I think the gummy ship stuff is abysmal. Mm. I think a lot of the, uh, like the mech stuff in the toy box level, I think is similarly bad. There's like a ton of mini games in that game and they're not very well developed. They're like all half baked. Like there's a bad bust a move clone at one point. There's like three of them. Uh, And just the cooking with. Oh, he dropped out. Oh no. Uh, the cooking mini game that he was talking about. Yeah. There's a cooking mini game. Yes. With, uh, your boy Ratatouille. Cookie. Oh, okay. His name isn't Ratatouille. It's Remy. Ratatouille. Jesus. Ratatouille. Name is Ratatouille. His last name's Ratatouille. This makes perfect sense. No. The film is called Rat. Is, 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 that, uh, is, that, game, is that mini game basically Cooking Mama? I've never played Cooking Mama. Not even. I mean, to make a soup, you cut onions. Like, Every, yeah. you know, you collect ingredients, um, but the actual preparation is of one item. Oh, it's like to crack an egg, you have to move the sticks in opposite directions and then hit like the triggers at the right time. What? And like, like some like stuff floats around your head and you hit the triggers, then you like, crack the egg. And if you screw up and you just drop the whole egg in the thing. And the yeah, entire the entire egg. premise is Ratatouille is standing on Sora's head. Like, I guess it's the movie. I've never seen the movie, but Ratatouille is controlling Sora. Which is already the least you, you should see Ratatouille. It's a really good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, fundamentally. Uh, the best part is he's not powerless. Uh, and there are like, I don't know, there are story beats that they, that they like tease and pick up and then they just drop and they never address again. Uh, the ending I think is kind of bad, <laughs> but I still like enjoyed my time with it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it sounds it's like a, a solid seven. This, this feels like a, this feels like a PS3 game. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it is for all intents and purposes. What it sounds like is a solid Square Enix game that they've been planning for way too long and waited but, too long to put like, out. I mean, and it even has like modern design sensibilities that Final Fantasy. I mean, I don't know whether I would or that Final Fantasy 15 has. It doesn't have right. Final Fantasy 15 has. So well, yeah, I don't know, Andre. Mm-hmm. If someone wanted to hear your nuanced and spoiler-filled opinions on this, where would they find that? <laughs> Uh, probably in the Gaming Fix podcast feed, uh, where Chris Edgerton, friend of the podcast, and I uh, spent two hours and 45 minutes or thereabouts breaking down what the fuck happened in Kingdom Hearts 3. Did uh, we skip all the Disney stuff because it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's like the most hilarious part of this is that fundamentally this is a game that is um, supposedly... Final Fantasy and Disney. And you're just like, oh, no Final that. Fantasy. No. Final Fantasy is so like, Right. But we're at the point where it's like, take it, you're taking all of that out and you're just like, let's just focus on the com- completely confusing lore of it all, which I think yep. is kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in some ways it's all Final Fantasy now, right? Like it's not actually Final Fantasy because they're not really Final Fantasy characters, this, but like this the is Final, story, Fantasy Final Fantasy story. <laughs> it's Naruto. Like Austin Walker said this on the Lore Reasons podcast and it's just like, it is the most shown in anime. Like Kingdom Hearts one and two are just Naruto, and then Kingdom Hearts three is Naruto Shippuden. Is basically just how so that goes. Are we going to get a Boruto Kingdom Hearts? Absolutely. Uh, I my belief is there will be a Switch game that is mm-hmm. like a Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Dream Drop Distance type story thing. 
is how I think this is going to go. There's going to be more Kingdom Hearts. I'm looking at Kingdom Hearts Union Key Square Brackets Cross. Yeah, yeah. Is that the mobile game? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should play it, obviously. Like, Dan's going to play it. I look you forward to, like... I look forward to game of the year when I can just go like, okay, here's what fucking happened. I need to talk to somebody about this. Here's the thing though. You can only talk about this at game of the year. If it's actually one of the best games of the year. There are certainly moments that are moment of the year caliber in my opinion, but uh, yeah, that's fair. Goofy Goofy or Donald duck. uh, One of them, maybe. Uh, Donald saying, I think there's some ingredient. I can't do Donald Duck voice, but I think there's some ingredients around here. <laughs> that was, I don't know. I, I'd argue that was a pretty fantastic Donald Duck voice. I just, I'd like half to hear the time I do Donald Duck, it just turns into Yoda. <laughs> that, ingredients that... around here there are. They're not very close <laughs> voice at all. I know if I try to do so. Uh, Ami, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, To be honest, I, I think I'm perhaps enjoying it more than the majority of people I've talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- one thing that came up and again, I'm only in toy toy box, not toy Which is the second toy world, before. right? Second box or third. I think you can go to, okay. yeah, you, you, maybe you can. Right. Um, first of all, it's very easy. Uh, I think, and, and I've been talking to some other people on the kingdom hearts subreddit about the fact that, you know, after a couple hours, you're just like, why didn't I play on proud? And you can't switch. I suppose you can, um, turn on that no experience gain ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, anyway, for people who do weird runs. Yeah. Weird, 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 weird runs. Um, one, one thing that came up though, and I showed my friend this today, I felt, and this has nothing to do with the game really, mm-hmm. but I was in Andy's bedroom, which sounds uh, wrong, but I, but it like felt wrong too. Like it didn't feel quite right. To His be. bed is facing the wrong direction. It's facing it. You know, it is. Oh, is it? I, I watched, I watched horizontal. It's yeah, basically it should be going towards the window, but it's going towards the door. It's in the right corner, but it's turned 90 degrees. I yeah, but you, when you're a kid, you do, you do dumb shit like that where you move it around in a bad way. That almost watched, helps. It's not how Andy's room looks. It's not right. But that almost helps me because the fact that it felt so much like this place that I felt I had, you know, observed so much as a kid, but there's always, you know, a, a screen between me and the characters who are interacting in that place. And all of a sudden, because in the other Disney universes, you're not, you're not like, uh, you know, there are more representations of what you see in those movies, especially in previous Kingdom Hearts games, where a lot of the Disney movies were not CGI animated mm-hmm. movies or, mm-hmm. or they were, but they weren't 3d. Yeah, and so they were just sort of, these 3d representations of those worlds. And this is like a recreation of this, you know, movie scene. And all of a sudden you can move around in it and it's like exciting in a way, but it felt very odd and I couldn't quite place. Why. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, and like, I don't know. The scale is like, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it seems a little small for what it should be, but also nothing happens in that room really. So I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not like you can leave the room and then explore the rest of the house. 
going on into the main lawn is a bit strange too but then you try and walk down the street and you just get teleported to another yeah, section it's, it's a whole it's a there's some very strange decisions they just want you to fight in the street i guess this is kind <laughs> of an not to, we don't have to go off on a huge tangent but did did any of you play the toy story i think it was like a ps no, like the toy story through no uh well no actually that's not i actually have not played that one and i probably should i mean the, there's an earlier toy story game that i can't remember if it's based on the first or the second movie Toy Story two on ps2 was really good it might be that one but there's there's a really good one that does exactly what you're talking about where it kind of lets you loose in levels that are like recreations of scenes from the movie there's one in the toy store there's one in the in in uh there's like an Andy's neighborhood level. And those are fantastic for exactly what you're talking about, where like you, they're really good recreations of the space. I'm sure that they wouldn't hold up as well now, but you kind of can explore the nooks and crannies of those environments in a really cool way. Even though like, it's not like it's they're revolutionary. They're just like, you know, 3d platformers, but, uh, but those were really neat games. And so I get kind of what you're saying and that it's being able to explore those spaces is really neat. And toy story seems like a unique property that is it's worth doing that in. So mm-hmm. if let's say some eight year old sees this game and they see mm-hmm. Mickey mouse and Donald duck and all that stuff on the cover, mm-hmm. is there any way that they're going to understand what's going on? Like, is there, have they They're added like, any? Who are these ten other motherfuckers on this cover? <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, a kid only cares about those properties, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. is there any way that they're bringing kids or anybody up to speed on what's going on, or is it all just a confusing mess? Uh, at the start, they have like a twenty-minute explainer, uh, like on the main menu. They have like a twenty-minute explainer um, of what's going on, and like the first two-thirds or so of that game is just like basically explaining a bunch of stuff that Sora doesn't know because he lost his memory after chain of memories. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. So it's as you do. like Naruto Shippuden two thirds of it or more is setting up for like the final confrontation at the end. Sure. Like it's all just shonen. going to that point. Yeah. It's, it's shown. Uh, so like, yeah, it's, there are some issues, but like it still exceeded my expectations which is ridiculous because there, I have a lot of problems with this game, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. How uh, low were your expectations? Pretty low, pretty low. Like I looked at it, I went, Oh, they just made, they just made another PS2 game. It's the exact same fucking game, like from the gameplay trailers and stuff. And, I, and in a lot of ways they did, but it's more PS3 game than a PS2 game. So, yeah, uh, it's, it seems kind of like a game where they're like, we just need to fucking get it out. We just need, it needs to go. It needs to be done. So they we just can, like, they to say that 10 years earlier. I mean, would you have been happier? Well, it's cause of like final fantasy versus 13 and 15. Right. And stuff, yeah. Would you have been happier if they had made, cause I've been asking myself this, if they had made it, you know, 10 years ago or just a couple of years after two came out and it had come out, you know, maybe as soon as the PS three came out, which is when I expected it to come out. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure at that time it would have been great if this game had come oh, out it, then, it, right. Then it'd be, wow. but then by now, of course we would n- never talk about it. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about it or at least, you know, we wouldn't be playing it. Yeah. Or we'd be playing the remaster of the remaster, but who knows? Yeah, 
But is that, would that have been better than, I don't know, getting to play, play it now? I, I don't, I don't know that it was worth the wait, in my opinion. Like, having finished it, like, I, I don't know that they stuck the landing in a good way. Uh, like, if, if you could play it all in succession, like some of the po- people on this podcast are possibly planning to do, like, I think it would work a lot better. Right. But having, right. And like there were games that there were birth by sleep and dream drop distance and stuff came out. I didn't play those when they came out. So, but like waiting from kingdom hearts two to kingdom hearts three is just like, this is what you, what you got. Hmm? And then there were just some weird decisions. Uh, like I said, there are story beats that are picked up and then dropped, but were like, I was really excited about, I had some fan theories about what was going to happen. They were not true. <laughs> very disappointed. Uh, but there were some cool moments in that game and I, I'm interested in what they do next, but yeah, if they do anything next. If, does it feel like there's a uh, setup for more or does it uh, feel more like yes, a... Yes, there is setup for more. Oh, really? <laughs> do you but think... like, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, there, there's setup for more. Uh, and I think I will say is they put out back cover, which is a movie in the 2.9 collection or 2.8 collection rather. Um, they could have put that out next year. They should have put that out next year or like later this year or something. They should not have put that out when they did. Are you saying I should wait to watch the film until after I play kingdom hearts three? That is my opinion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So if they continue the series, do you think Nomura is a part of it still? I don't think that series makes sense without Nomura. He's got to zip it all up and keep it nice and fastened. There's too many big zippers in that game. Except what? Involved. What if? What if there was like someone else? What if there was some like the the next like Kingdom Hearts trilogy or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oct- oct- don't do a trilogy. Uh, you know it will be though. Yeah, like it's not just going to be. There will probably be one standalone game, yeah, like what yeah. you're saying, mm-hmm. and then they'll jump into. They'll probably even call it. Kingdom Hearts. They're all, they're all mainline games, Pat. No, nothing yeah, I know. no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not arguing against that. <laughs> just saying, uh, th- it would be kind of cool if there was a really big tonal shift though, in terms of like the, the visual design and stuff that, that could be interesting. They always, they always tease like a big tonal shift and like visual t- like shift in like the post credit stuff. And then it's, it's always like kind of minor or like, yeah. it's only like a scene. Yeah. Oh, uh, the end, like the secret movie in Kingdom Hearts one, does that. The secret movie in Kingdom Hearts two does that. Like it's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember watching those and being like, "What? This is yeah. the same Kingdom Hearts that I just finished playing." Yeah. yeah, and like I think Kingdom Hearts three, the secret movie, is very similar to the first game secret movie, and like it's like whoa, but yeah, I'll, I'll let. I'll let people find that for themselves, or you can hear about it on the spoiler cast that I recorded with Chris Edgerton. Also, on the uh, podcast feed. The, it looks like, it looks like if you own an Xbox one, toy story three is backwards compatible and available digitally. That was the game that really oh, set wow. off Disney infinity. Yeah. So uh, I may try uh, to revisit that at some point in the next 50 years. You can see me play through the game on the gaming fix YouTube channel. You go and find gaming fix on youtube or uh, ami where can people find your dramatic playthrough yes uh penny voxel gaming that's penny as in nickels and dimes and voxel as in a 3d pixel um on youtube 
in parts. I try to keep them pretty short, but yeah. Okay. Sweet. Very great. Uh, Alex, what have you brought to share with the class today? Well, I mean, there's the big thing, but let's maybe I think all of us are going to talk about that. So let's wait. Um, I've been playing a couple of smaller phone games actually recently. Uh, one of which is one that you brought up, Andre, probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, what was it, two weeks ago? Probably. Like, I, I don't think I ever talked about it on the podcast because I forgot I was playing it, but then I recommended it to you afterwards because yeah. you were talking about like, oh, this is really good. Is it Goblin Sword? What? <laughs> no, it's a... It's is a, that it's, good? I don't know what that is. It's the best. Wait, no. <laughs> What is Goblin Sword? <laughs> it is the greatest <laughs> iOS game, in my opinion. Um, but what it is, is it? It's it's a side scroller, uh, sort of um, like uh, I don't even know. I mean, it, you know, like you're you're a guy with a sword and you fight enemies left and right. But it's sort of a puzzly collectible but it's it's three bucks i think and there's no free to play um aspect to it so it's it's sort of it looks like a like a metroidvania kind of yeah yeah right it's a metroidvania style game anyway all, all i can find is goblin sword camera on android right it's not on android no sale doesn't exist <laughs> right. so the one I, yeah andre now when i think about it there's two we were talking about Yes. The one in particular I'm thinking of came up when we were talking about um, Pixel Puzzle Adventure. Or, uh, uh, yes. And yes. We ended up talking about Sudoku and stuff, and that is Tents and Trees. Yeah. I've and, been playing a lot of this game. Yeah, me too. Um, do you know about where you are? Uh, I'm on like the world 10-ish stuff, like yep. 10 by 10s. 10 by 10. That's about where I am as well, actually. And it's really good. Um, like... It is like a solid hybrid of Picross and Sudoku because mm-hmm. it's like entirely logic. Like you can solve yeah. everything with logic. There's, it's all about how you use your brain. There's always a solution. But yeah. uh, I think it has the best hint system I've yes. seen in any game, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for one, it's a free to play game. So you expect if you're using hints that they're going to want you to like pay one coin to get a hint. Like, and they're going to be like limited or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's unlimited. You could. You could keep using it and solve every level that way yeah. if you really wanted. But yeah. the thing it does is it teach it like it not only shows you what you're doing wrong or like the next thing to look at, it says why. Like yeah, it's it'll like, say, hey, like, it'll it point has out, to, you have to. This has to be like a grass square because there has to be a, a tent on either side of it. Yes. So like it's yeah, it's explaining why. So it's actually teaching you a lot about mm-hmm. the game while also giving you a hint. So eventually you you don't need the hint system. It's pretty deep too, as to the like to the point where on some of the harder ones, it's like it gets you to go because eventually you have to start thinking of things as in like, well, I know that there are like three in this row and two in this row, and every single permutation of you have to run through like every permutation of these two, this row and this column will mean that this this square has to be grass yeah. and it's yeah. pretty good about conveying that through the hint system we, we should first kind of give a high level of what the game actually is right so <laughs> if you're familiar with picross the idea of picross is that you have a grid let's say a five by five grid and along the, the edges of it there are numbers that say like one which means that there's one uh, filled in pixel in that row or column 
where one says five. That means there's five that are filled in. Same concept here, except what you're doing is that there are little trees and every tree has to be has to have a tent touching one of its edges. Mm -hmm. and, and there cannot be tents touching each other yes the tents cannot touch each other so and tents have to touch a tree too yep and yes. each tree has to have a tent touching it yeah. to, solve, to solve the puzzle <laughs> so it's yeah it's really clever it's it's deceptively simple at the start but yeah once you get into the nine by nines ten by tens it gets real mm -hmm. real insidious yeah. in a good way it, it does a good job of ramping you up and going okay now you you know the basics now we're gonna do like okay now that here's the six by six hard mode then get seven by seven now seven by seven hard mode yeah stuff like that yeah and it's uh it's a free-to-play game but it is completely unobtrusive with any of that stuff too like there are no ads that i've seen you, you can watch, watch ads to get extra oh, yeah, coins but it doesn't like, it, yeah it doesn't yeah. force you to watch any so. then you get 15 coins every like six hours or something and then you have to use coins to unlock levels i'm probably at a point where i'll need to like actually like wait a few days to get like enough coins to unlock the next level or i will soon yeah um so that's annoying but i, I tossed in two dollars kind of like a mm -hmm. tip jar i was like i don't even really care yeah. about the coins like this game is just yeah. really good so i want to support. yeah it's, it's support. enjoyable so yeah really good game totally recommend that one tents and trees tents and trees uh the other one i've been playing which was also an andre recommendation was uh infinitoad is that how we're pronouncing it i i guess yeah so in, in infinitoad infinitoad whatever uh is a tower defense game also for uh, I've been playing it on Android. I imagine it's on iOS. Mm. Uh, if you've played Tower Defense before, you know you know what it is. It's Tower Defense. <laughs> um, but the the unique hook to it is that it is very. Um, it has an enormous tech tree. I guess you could say, like there are I don't know how many towers. Is it like twelve? Twelve or fifteen, somewhere in there. Somewhere, somewhere in there, and each of them have their own uh, tree that you can upgrade in terms of skills, in terms of how much power it's outputting, how many shots per second. Yeah, and then each of those has like a series of things that go down, and yeah. So it's pretty base stats. Your the like the max upgrade level. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty deep in that sense. Uh, I've been enjoying it. It's, it's an endless, it's a tower defense game. So it's essentially endless. There's no real end. It's just how far can you get before like yeah. everything explodes and you can no longer it's, keep up. It's rogue legacy by way of tower defense. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, I'll say it's or tower good. defense by way of rogue legacy. I don't know how that phrase works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's fine. Um, I think it has some problems. I think mm -hmm. some of the towers in particular feel completely useless until you upgrade yeah. them. And mm -hmm. the problem is that the upgrades can be pricey. So like you don't really know which ones to invest in because you don't know if it's going to be worth it after an upgrade or not. Yep. And sometimes you do upgrade and it turns out it wasn't actually that great. And you're like, well, I yep. just wasted a bunch of coins, but yeah. that's a problem because you get a coin, you get a pretty decently large sum of coins at the end of a run mm -hmm. but each of those can take like 30 or 45 minutes depending on mm -hmm. how far you're getting so yeah that trade-off sometimes isn't too great mm -hmm. so it, it's it's good but it has caveats i don't know yeah and it's free too right yep it I is free. Money for that, I? yeah so yeah and, and it wasn't super obtrusive with ads either so i don't i don't think i saw one so yeah, that's if you're into tower defense games, you can check out Infinitoad. Infinite Ode? Infinite? I don't know how to say it. It's 
Infinito it's a weird day. Name. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's fine. It's good if you want to spend half an hour with your phone. Yeah. Uh, but the last one, uh, do we want to talk about that right now? Or do we want to talk about some other things? Because it's going to take up most of the conversation. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about we something should, else. We should go last with, yeah. Okay. Uh, Allison, what do you got? Yes. Okay. So I have, I didn't have a lot of time to play games this week just because work was busy. Um, but I have three uh, indie games that I played a little bit of this week. So which one do you want to hear about first? Do you want to hear about the one I really like, the one that I wish I liked, or that the one that I have no idea how to feel about it? Ooh. Let's go with the one you like. Like, well, okay, so that's a continuation of one that we've been playing, which is I've talked about, which is Wargroove, which I've been uh, playing a little bit yeah. more of, which has been really, really fun. Um, it's really, uh, I don't know how much more I have to add about it from what I talked about last week, except that, uh, Andre, you wanted to know where the groove came yes, in? Yes, yes, I actually, do. Uh, that's actually a special power that you get um, partway through where one of your commanders um, will get their, uh, get a groove, which basically allows them to do a special like power, which is to like, either okay, but is it them or put up a shield, not, but there's no music related, at least from what, what I know. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it sounds like a Donkey but... Kong game. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey is there Kong. a funky mode? Um, <laughs> not that I found, but I'll keep you guys posted if, if I find one. Thank you. It, yeah. it's, 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 funky mode. it's a groovy groovy kong groovy kong, groovy kong mode yeah um that there is one of those um <laughs> absolutely no but it's it's really fun um it's i i feel like it is nice to play i mean most of the i've played a little bit of advanced wars in the past but most of the similar games i've played um have been uh fire emblem uh and the one thing that I'm really enjoying about doing this to the point where I might need to go back and play more advanced wars is, uh, is not feeling terribly guilty when some of my units are killed because, uh, when I play fire emblem, I'm very much the person where I only play it where you, uh, if your unit is killed, that's it forever. Right. But also, but then you save scum. Yeah. 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 So I play I mean, the same battle. It gives over you a new challenge. And yeah. so you're like, you have to go through combat a lot differently than if you're like, right. Oh, they just got knocked out. So, right. And there, I mean, there is something to be said for that, but, um, the fact that I had a, uh, I was playing a level where, um, things were going not great. And I ended up losing, uh, like seven of my units and, I still got an A, which isn't the highest ranking, but it's still pretty solid. It's like, okay, and this is this makes it feel a little bit more relaxing in a way. So that's been nice. Um, is the highest this, rank triple S? Uh, I don't know if there's a triple S, but there's definitely an, it's it's definitely S, yeah. Okay. Um, but although I, I have to, I say that, but uh, I just got the dog units, and seeing the dog units die is not my fave. So I hear they don't die; they yeah, run away. they just run away. They run away, but like, but they run away, but 
you see like a little ghost on the screen uh, afterwards. So what? It's, it's, oh, it's mixed message. It's mixed messages. Oh. Is what I'm saying. So they just run away and like bleed out somewhere. That's even worse. Oh, no, no, no they run so fast that they leave their soul behind. Yeah, that's that's what it. It's it's really mixed messages. But I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna keep it in mind that everybody's running away and everybody lives. Just you know, for the <clears throat> out of uh, feeling bad about. Uh, dogs dying on my watch. Everyone gets up at the end and holds hands and takes a bow. From from what I've seen of this game, if you are enjoying it, it definitely is worth playing some Advance Wars because it looks like there's probably there's like some differences, but yeah, by and large, if you're liking it, at mostly, I mean, you'll find a lot to love there too. Yeah, I haven't played too much of the first Advance Wars, but I played some of it, and it, combat wise, it really is very similar. Um, but it, I, I, it's really, really, really fun so far. Um, the entire package has a lot of charm, and the uh, and uh, there's so many different little bits of strategy you can throw in here and there, which has been really enjoyable. Uh, I have. So a, I feel. Oops, mm-hmm. sorry. sorry, please. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say it's a really weird question that I don't mm. know if you have an answer to. Are there any references to Starbound in it? Like, are there any Easter eggs or anything? Because this is this is by Chucklefish, right? Yeah, I haven't seen any, um, but I'll let you know if I find any. Yeah, be, I didn't play. Cool. I played only a little bit of Starbound, so I, I don't. If there's any like super deep references, uh, I probably wouldn't get them. But fair enough. Uh, but I, yeah, I'll keep an eye out. But I haven't seen anything yet. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it to pretty much anybody if you're even vaguely interested in um like a turn-based tactics or strategy game because it's it, it feels it's both accessible but really fun and even in some of these earlier levels it's been there's a decent level of strategy in terms of do i take over the space first or do i kill this enemy first but if i take over the base you know i, I can get more money and there's just there's it feels like there's already so many systems but that they're all really accessible so it's it's really really quite good and i'm interested to see i haven't taken a look at it at all but it actually has uh tools where you can create your own maps so i'm actually really interested to see what the community for this is going to look like in a while yeah that was the big seller for me for advanced wars is that like as someone who did a lot of road trips with friends when i was a kid um like having advanced wars and playing big huge multiplayer games of it was like something that we would spend like of an eight hour road trip we would spend six hours passing game boys back and forth to to do the 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 the, the hot seat on like created maps and stuff too because they had they had map creators too so that's i think it's i probably wouldn't use it as much in Wargroove because i'm mm-hmm. not in that situation as much but uh it's really cool that they kind of kept that concept intact there yeah and now that there's the that there's an, I, i've only just taken a look inside of it but since there's internet connectivity now there's you can play pretty much all these different levels uh, created by a bunch of different people oh, so yeah yeah it's really it's really rad so i'm 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 really enjoying it so far and i would be uh I, this is very early to start talking about but i'd be deeply surprised if it didn't show up in my top 10 <laughs> of the year um just because I'm, I'm really, lo- really loving it. Um, so one of, the, one of my Twitter friends is the marketing person for Wargroove, and oh, she really? put out a post of her favorite custom levels on Twitter the other day. Apparently, she was like, "Yeah, I spent like 
a week and a half working on this. This is really, really good, really salty to post. I will link it to you. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you. I'd love to see that. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, We're going to make Dead Space and more groove. (laughs) (laughs) No, maybe you could. I don't know how you would, but you do you. Oh, Um, sorry. Has anybody touched the dreams beta? No, 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 I haven't. I didn't get invited. I think it's, I'm also not good at making things. So is it, is it open yeah, now though? I, don't, I think it's clo- No, it's over. Okay. It's over. I thought there was a, there were some open dates. I well, think maybe not. I don't think it was ever open, but I think it was like, there were yeah. some, it was like, no, you're right. Invite, and then like you could apply for. Well, other, yeah. Know. And then they, it was closed and then NDA and then people started leaking stuff and the media molecule said, whatever, stream it. So I think there was going to be a point where the NDA, NDA was up anyway, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think they just uh, moved it up. <laughs> people broke the NDA and showed like the dead space thing and PT. And I think it's a little frustrating to me that that was like, the th- I mean, I get why I understand, but the, the thing that was like, people were like blown away by was PT remakes and dead space remakes. Cause I understand that the reason people are excited is that it shows what it can do, but like, I don't want to play dead space or PT. No, no, but like I play something the, really cool. the, the fidelity and like what, yeah. you can, what you can create in that space using like a dual shock and the, yeah, 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 for sure. Very yeah. impressive. It puts it on the level of like unreal. Yeah. At least in like what you can craft. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that, Alison. <laughs> oh, no worries. Yeah. I, I, I was been thinking about that too, because I haven't, uh, I, I'm interested to see what comes out of that. Um, uh, it's going to be PT as a strategy game. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I would, I'd play it and be still be terrified even with a strategy. Game. Um, so, uh, the other two games that I have are there's one that I wish I liked, and then there's one that's just weird. It's, what do you think? What do you think makes more sense after Wargroove? You know, let's just go with the one I wish I liked, which is a game called Serial Cleaner. Um, it came out oh. a while ago, but I played it. I, I saw it on sale on the Switch, and I um, I really do want to pick up more indie games this year and just try to uh, even know stuff that I don't, I don't know what it's going to be like uh and and it's actually a pretty interesting game and i and it's actually i'm pretty glad i picked it up um because basically it's a game where you're playing a person who's cleaning up after the mob and so you're going uh, they give you a call and it's it's kind of hot my miami-esque where they give you a call and then you go to uh location and you have to do a certain amount of cleaning, whether it's picking up some evidence or cleaning up, uh, pools of blood or, uh, mostly like disposing of bodies. So it's, uh, I, it's a really interesting idea and there's a lot of interesting, um, visual design elements to it. Um, but I think that the uh, comparison to something like Hotline Miami is kind of its downfall mm-hmm. because uh, whereas Hotline Miami, I mean, if you lost in a level, you had to redo the entire thing. It still uh, is very fast paced. Whereas with this, there it's it's it, it's a lot of stealth and sneaking around guards to dispose of bodies and things. So there's a lot of um, times where you're just hiding out trying to. Uh, 
move past someone, which makes it a little bit annoying to uh, go back and redo. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is that the a lot of the stealth is a is really spotty. Um, the AI for the guards, I don't know if this is on purpose, but it's, it's kind of bad, um, mostly because if you're out of their sight for maybe five seconds, they're just going to forget about you um, to the point where if you are running away from a guard and you run into one of the hiding spots in the map, it'll just, it automatically is just like, well, that person's gone. So I did a good job. And then you can just go back to what you're doing, which um, adds a little bit of strategy to it, but then also is a little bit silly. Um, so it's, it's one of those games where I played a couple hours of it and I'd really like it to be good just because I do want more games that are trying to do interesting things like that, where the uh, mechanic is less um, murder sim and more, let's do try something interesting. I just don't know if it succeeds at everything it's trying to do. Um, that, um, <clears throat> that I idea or whatever of, of, you know, you're being stealthy and you're, you're being very careful and you're spending like way longer than you should doing something. And then you die because you make a careless mistake and you have to go all the way back. And then it's like, do I even want to keep going is like such a problem for me. And I would probably throw that game at the wall just because I would get frustrated, but I tend to go stealth in games that give you the option and not all games give it to you quite as formally as they do like the action, you know, direction in a game like far cry. I will, I will pretty much always go stealth. I will always go with my, you know, sniper bow and silence pistol and try and take everything out that way. And that's certainly an option, but I don't think it's quite the way the game was designed. And so I will spend like 40 minutes trying to take out an entire uh, stronghold one guy at a time. And I'll be like, this is great. This is so much fun. I'm such a, you know, stealthy badass. And then, and then, you know, I die right when I'm about to beat it. And I'm like, Oh, so I just spent, you know, 10 times longer taking down that stronghold than anybody else would. And if, you know, if they had died at this point, they would be like, fine, I'll just try again and shoot everyone up. And I'm, I just get tired. Yeah. yeah I, I'm kind of the same way. I think that the one thing that makes it possible for me to get into those kinds of games is if there's a way to either, um, to, uh, um, get rid of some of the guards or like at least incapacitate people so that there's a feeling of like, okay, I'm making it easier for me as I go along. Mm. Whereas this doesn't have any of that kind of mechanic. So it's, uh, you just are kind of constantly having to fight around the guards. And I mean, like even, uh, even if you've completed all the objectives of a level, um, like there's, uh, you still have to kind of sneak around. Um, like with uh, Hotline Miami, there's once you've completed all the objectives, it, you just have that kind of cool, um, kind of horrifying walk through all of what you have done back to your car. Whereas here it's like, Oh, but you've done everything, but you're on the opposite side of the map from your car mm. and you still have to sneak <laughs> around. And it's just, it's just very, I, I don't know. I just, I think that there's a lot 
to the idea, but it's just could, it, it needs a little bit more polish to make it something I'd really enjoy. Right. One way to kind of get around that frustration, because you're right, if you spend 45 minutes doing an extremely stealthy playthrough of whatever game, like a Deus, mm-hmm. Ex, Deus Ex comes to mind, uh, one of the obvious ways to get around it is save scumming. Like, does this game allow you to do any of that? Or there is is there any kind of safe state for where you're in? Or is it just the level? I don't think so. I think it's just a level. Um, I haven't really tried it. And to be honest, I don't know how much more I'm going to be playing of it. That's fair. But uh, you're playing on switch, right? So probably if there were safe states, it'd be less likely to be on switch, but maybe I don't know. You're right. Um, did, did you ever play viscera cleanup detail? Yeah, I did. I, uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's something I, I kind of want more games like that. Um, this sort of cleanup detail was, enjoyable for what I played of it, but I feel like there is enough like kind of frustrating bits that made it not quite as satisfying as I wish it was. Like it's kind of just a gag though. So right. It totally is. And I, I, it's mostly like, like supposed to be like, Oh, ha this is the person who's cleaning up after a giant shadow uh, warrior or yeah. Yeah. After, after the doom Marine came through and ripped apart a bunch of demons, you got to clean up after him and dispose of all the biohazard. Yeah. There are times where you, uh, uh, kick over one of your buckets and all the blood is everywhere. And it's just awful. But yeah, I didn't know this was a subgenre of, (laughs) of games. What, what's the pinnacle of, I mean, you, you just, You've described two of these games as not as good as you wish they were, but they must not be as good as like something, some some standard you hold them to. No, what? If you keep going back to them, not really the same. But House Flipper is probably it. It just came out last year, and you. It's basically it's. I played it when I moved into my new apartment, which I didn't want to put stuff away in my own apartment, but I was like. It's basically you taking junk houses and making them nice again. House Flipper it's, is extremely relaxing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it feels boring, satisfying because you take a, it's, it's a good <laughs> podcast game though. It's a game where you, where, where you go into a room and it's just absolutely filthy and disgusting. And then it, you make it beautiful. Yeah. You just like click a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, yeah. But, oh, sorry. I was going to say, no, no, it's, it's very boring, but it's, it's very relaxing and yeah. well-made. Oh, totally. I don't play it very often, but occasionally doing. I get that like, little urge so then i play it and listen to a podcast and it's yeah knowing you allison i think i do know what the pinnacle is and i think it's, oh well, i think that. it's i think it's katamari oh that's right that's totally it <laughs> oh my gosh you like hit the nail Kat- on the head because i love katamari that. game that takes place in the doom universe after the doom marine <laughs> yeah. gone through a level <laughs> just <laughs> all the demon parts yeah a bunch of demon parts <laughs> stuck to your ball the big <laughs> and then that's the final boss of the game <laughs> I, I mean i'd play it i'll play any katamari so 100 uh, i'm tra- i've written that down i've written that game idea down and on mailed it to myself do not take it <laughs> you just have to mail an mp3 of this podcast to yourself there we go uh, uh yeah nobody it's it's andres yep uh, i'm and- going to be a couple millionaire and <laughs> you can all come on my yacht when the world is eventually flooded. Alex, you're first since you're on an island. It's hey, probably in a bad spot. World. I'm on an island. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm closer to Alex. So you know, it's true. Go through. Yeah. 
maybe there will be like a Central American country that's completely underwater. I can sail. Technically, over. Sam's on an island. Yeah, that's right. I'm on an island. He's yeah, even further away. That's true. I have no way to get to Sam. Wait, so what like time zone was? You just need to make pit stops. You can start. You can grab Alex. Yeah, yeah, Alex and then Pat, and then I, I, Allison. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, the mountain fortress that you have. So wait, Allison. I'm. Yeah. That that last game you're talking about, you've actually played it. It actually exists. Oh. It's something you can interact with. Yeah, I played it. Okay, so the game that I'm talking about, I, I only played it like an hour and a half today, so I don't know how much, uh, but I don't know how much more there is. It's a game called Art School, um, oh. which uh, spelled with a Q. Um, it is. It just came out, and I saw the uh, Giant Bomb Quick Look this morning. And three minutes in, I immediately bought it <laughs> because I I knew that I needed to play it. So basically, it's uh, it was created by. Uh, an artist, uh, Julian Glender. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's who, who does a lot of uh, digital art. And basically you are a, uh, at this really, uh, surrealist art school being taught by, a, a an AI professor Q that, uh, has, uh, looked at a bunch of art and is like, I, I know how to uh, critique art gives you prompts. And uh, you have to explore this world to pick up the various uh, tools to do your art and make art based off of the prompts and get uh, feedback, which I have no idea what the system for giving feedback is, but it's, it's in there somehow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of it. I don't know if there's a, an ending, if you finish all the assignments, I don't know if there's much more, but it is, it is very much an art game of wandering around a surrealist landscape and making your own art. Um, so if that sounds appealing to you, that's, I, I, I'd hesitate to recommend it to anybody who isn't immediately going, yes, this is the game I want to play. <laughs> Because it is weird. It's, it's, it's very strange. It's made, I, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say if it's made well or not, because I, this is, feels like it's made the exact way he wanted it to be made, but it's, it's very strange and uh, surreal. So if that sounds good to you, then I recommend playing it. But if it's, uh, if it's not, then, you know, I feel like that's pretty normal because it's from the spelling of his title. It sounds like this guy needs to go to regular school. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was so silly that Toys R Us had their R backwards as <laughs> if like, you know, all the kids learning to read and going to Toys R Us are probably going to write their R's that way on their next. Whatever. The thing that's so weird though, is like how many people actually like that's, that's such a common trope for showing like, stereotypical kid writing is to have them doing ba letters backwards but how many kids actually do letters backwards like it's uh, true a lot of my students do d's and b's backwards oh okay but that could I be for cognitive linguistic reasons but also school with a k and like kids with a z Mm -hmm. uh, being an uh, english as a second language teacher it, you get a lot of interesting spellings <laughs> especially when they use a lot of loan words like mm -hmm. uh they use like katakana words uh which is how they spell out their own words so it's like a lot of phonetic but like weird like just off phonetic with like extra word extra letters like when they spell my name 
they it's on do day so they always put an o in the middle of my name i'm like it's not i've written it is literally written on the board right now <laughs> so have you ever had them try to spell something like like hamburger and they just get like hamburger like oh uh, yeah yeah all the time yeah yeah does everyone here know how andre and i became acquainted no i don't know if that's how we initially no. became acquainted we, no we were both in the drama department but we did also well, both TA for a japanese class for yeah. like i i did it for like six months and then i stopped going in the morning because i was like <laughs> no i don't need to go to school first period <laughs> <laughs> yeah and look at you now Working I mean, now, now, I go to, now I go to school <laughs> early every fucking day <laughs> for money for, for money that's the important part not enough money but for some money uh Sam hello what have you been playing uh so I've really I played some bits and bobs this week um, I actually played some Yakuza today I don't know if you heard of it it's, I think Yakuza 6 it is I think oh, it's a game. That's, that sounds neat. Yeah, that's I think like a game it that might be popular to some people. Yeah, <laughs> a small number of people might find it popular. Maybe we should talk about incredibly it. emotional and ugly cry at it. Yeah, maybe it should come up at some kind of year of the games talking. Yeah. What? <laughs> this like was our number two game of the year. One of the the two best games of 2018. Was it? It was. It was. I mean, yes. in some people's point of view. Um, so, yes, in this podcast point of view, where we did an eight-hour-long stream determining what our number two game of the year was, it was ours. Yeah, that was the point of the, the stream: was finding out the number two. Yeah, yeah. Because we already knew what the number one was because it was the best game. Anyway, uh, I played like um, since I've last been on the podcast, I've played two betas. I've played the Anthem beta and the Division 2 beta. I don't know whether you guys talked about Anthem very much. We did talk we did. about Anthem. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I'll talk about the Division kind of in relation to Anthem because I've only played about an hour of the Division and I've not finished the content yet. So yeah, I, I played the Division 1 and really enjoyed it. So, you know, that's kind of frame of reference for that. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed the Division 1 and I played uh, to max level, but I didn't finish the story because I played a lot of missions two or three times to play them with friends. Um, so, okay, he's having too much fun now. Sorry, my cat is having an extremely good time. Um, yeah, so I played the uh, played Division Two beta, and first off, like the big takeaway that I had from playing the beta was that it was like stunning, like it's really really nice looking game, which I was not expecting at all from a Clancy game. Um, and then uh, the other thing was that um, it just felt so much better to play than Division Two. Division two, after division, division one. Uh, I don't remember how the division played. Wait, 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 wait. You said division like two that. felt better to play than division two. Yeah, I meant to say anthem. So okay. it just played a lot nicer than anthem. Um, I just like I don't know why, but it just felt like everything was just 
what I was expecting. Like every control was where I was expecting it to be. It's because um, it's it plays exactly like the Division One. <laughs> it's just it's the Division One, but plus one, and they have a bad drone control. Division like, One plus understand. one is a good way to put that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they should have called the game, and the fact that they didn't is a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> I first played the Division 1 after looking up a list of um, top 10 most realistic representations of New York City in video games. Hmm. Um, And and it made me really excited. And I I played it a bit and I really enjoyed it. And I was really looking forward to the Division 2. It was a while after the Division 1 came out. And I think by then there was already gameplay footage of Division 2 out. And I saw it and I'm like, wow, it just looks like the Division 1, but prettier. and I was really excited because Ubisoft sent me a closed beta invitation a couple days ago, but it was, they sent me, they sent me a code for the Xbox version and I couldn't play it. You probably and could have like contacted a sport and like, Hey, I don't have an Xbox. I thought about that. I just, the idea of talking to Ubisoft customer service did not sound appealing to me, but um, yeah, had, um, didn't Andre, didn't you have the same thing? But they sent I, I, the- I requested a PS4 code on like the thing and they sent me a PC code, which is fine. Like I played the division one on PC. My PC is decent, uh, but yeah, I requested PS4 code and they sent me PC. I code. didn't even request it. And I don't know. So I don't know. The, have you ever played the division on an Xbox? Do you have an Xbox account? You know, it probably was on an Xbox that I played it. Now that you mention it, I don't have that Xbox anymore. There you go. Damn. So they they sent me an email that was like, "Pick where you want your code." Like, really? You can have it on anything. And like, you, I clicked on PS4 and redeemed it, and then I was like, "Can I get one on Xbox as well?" Uh, but I didn't bother trying. But um, yeah, it literally just led me to a page that was like, pick your poison. What I was hoping it was like a, a one code fits all sort of thing. And then I realized the Xbox codes are like twice as long as the PS4 codes. But like, you could have, like, what was it? Anthem. You just went to like the EA store page and then set it. And then, but like, and then it was like, oh, where do you want the game? And then it gave you a code for it or whatever. But is the beta over? I'll try it right now. No, it's, it's no, also, still running. Yeah. So it's probably uh, through the end of today or early tomorrow we should also probably talk about how like bullshit is that my ea account that is attached to my psn id is not my main origin account and I, there is no way for me to change that yep i have that multiple times thanks ea yeah, i registered yeah. my origin account with my hotmail address from like middle school and, and all of my purchases are on that. That, that, ex- that just doesn't exist anymore. So if anything goes wrong, I can't even nice. use it. Like, Can you not contact support and be like, yo, this is not a thing that I works have. anymore? Because I, I also registered like it with now. my regular like new email address. And they're just like, yeah, well, we can't Let merge me tell them. you, I do not like to trash customer service for things. Because it's like mm-hmm. my it's job is job. kind of customer service adjacent and marketing. So, but I do deal with some customer service stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. But EA's customer service is far and away the worst customer service I've ever experienced from any organization or company. They never have provided a solution. I've had probably 10 issues with them that have all resulted in me just being out money or just giving up on playing the game ever. Yep. Like they, they never fix anything. There are no systems in place for them to fix anything at that company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
How's the division? <laughs> uh, fun to play. Um, but, but you really liked the division one, right? Yeah, I did like the division one. Um, it's obviously it's not even remotely on a par with Destiny, um, but I would say that it's kind of the middle ground at the moment. I'd be super interested to see how much content is in the Division 2 because Division 1 had quite a long campaign. Like, I remember it taking like two or three times as long as I was expecting. Um, and again, I did play every optional piece of side content that came up and I played a lot of the missions multiple times with some friends. Because uh, I I had two separate groups of friends who all decided they wanted to play the division but didn't know each other and didn't want to play with each other. So every now and then I would have to play the same mission twice. Every now and then I have to play this mission again. Exactly, that's what I was saying. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely. I'm gonna play by myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex, I don't think you will like the division two. No. You didn't like the division one, correct? Well, I, cause I played the division one. I played it with some friends, but, um, I mostly played it on my own. And at some point mm-hmm. that game was impossible to play on your own. Uh, well, yeah, they say that, didn't they say like everything should be doable? On so your own? now, yeah. They I believe they rebalanced everything. Are you talking about like the bullet sponginess aspect of it specifically? Yeah. And also there were certain like bosses or mini bosses where part of the mechanic was you had to distract them with one person and get the other person behind them, um, yeah. which, which made it impossible to do as a solo player. So I think yeah. they fixed a lot of that like a year and a half or two after the division came out, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never really encountered any of that when I was playing it. Like there were certainly like some real tough missions that you kind of needed more people with, but it sounds like they balanced it. So you could do every activity in the game alone if you wanted. Okay. I, I played at launch. So maybe that's where yeah. the difference yeah. lied. Yeah. I had the same problem at launch. I've often thought I should try to go back. And I mean, I didn't it. play it at launch and I, if I played it on Xbox, which it seems like I probably did, then I played it like last summer, which I should probably remember because that wasn't that long ago. And I remember feeling like, oh, I should really have taken that guy out already mm-hmm. and it didn't work. And maybe I was yeah. playing an unupdated version. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just know that in the reviews awesome. for The Division 2, they said like that that aspect is still present. Uh but it, but they didn't say it like it was a negative. So yeah, I think it's in a loot shooter. It's always going to be there. Like, yeah, I guess that's the kind of like we've talked about it a lot in in chat. And this is like my concern with Division Two. And I don't want to talk about the game that I'm going to mention at length because I've just been playing it a little bit. It's old, whatever. But something I've been noticing, I've been playing Rebel Galaxy, the first one. And one thing that that game does really well is like you start out and you're <clears> like a capital ship. It's like a frigate. And you go on these missions and you fight like a swarm of fighters and one other ship your size. And it's tough. And you're kind of like, wow, I made it out of there alive. That's great. And then all that game is, is you're just grinding out money to get better gear. The story is, eh, uh, and it's really just a game where you're like, grinding out money, getting better gear, getting bigger ships. Everything's just getting bigger. The numbers are getting bigger, just like in these loot shooter kind of games. But it feels good because now I can take on like four frigates at a time because I have better guns and better shields and everything. And the thing that the division didn't do for me that even destiny doesn't really do for me is I still feel like I'm having the same fight every time. It's just now I can do it because I have better gear. Mm-hmm. 
and I really hope that the division two gets away from that a little bit. I don't mind it if it's a little bullet spongy, as long as it feels like there's actual progression and not just I'm doing this stuff to keep on par with the enemies. That's, that's what I kind of don't want to see. That was, that was pretty much my exact problem with the division one was that you always felt like you were at a deficit. It never felt like you were powerful enough to, you know, like that that Mm. you were gaining power. It's just, you were always at a deficit and catching up. Like end game. I never, I felt like I like surpassed my enemies. Uh, I, 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 they struck me down and I came back more powerful than they could ever imagine. Um, (laughs) and I was just sniping them from real far away and like, ha, you don't know where I am. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Pat, I'm with you. If they fix that, I think I'd be fine. And I guess, Sam, you've been playing it. So does it feel like your ability to play it as a shooter matters at all because i felt like in the division one you could get a bunch of headshots and it was kind of crits but it never felt like it made that much of a difference right that's what i felt. um like you can you do like a single headshot on a guy doesn't take them down usually in a similar way start at least yeah right. um it's difficult to say i mean like i had a quick look on, on like a quick google around while we were talking and um Ubisoft have come out and said that every single piece of content in Division 2 will be soloable mm-hmm. um, and like designed to play as a solo player and then uh, shifted up if you have more players with you. Okay. So, And that even includes endgame content and raids, apparently. Huh. That's so, very interesting. That's kind of neat, yeah. Yeah, and they're doing the same 100% free DLC thing that Anthem is doing. For like the uh, first year. Yeah. Well, that makes um, it, yeah, that sounds more interesting. Yeah. Like when it, when it comes to Anthem versus Division, yeah. When it comes to Anthem versus Division for me at this point, it really comes down to like I don't really care about the military aesthetic. Same. I'm, I'm just it like plays better. That's the thing. I'll play both. Anyway. I, I, I am more interested in what Anthem's doing gameplay wise with like the flying and stuff. I, I find that more engaging than like the realistic New York or like DC setting and so like if i were to pick between those two personally i'd probably pick anthem at this point but like what i played as division two it plays fine sorry i just had to laugh i just remembered that stupid tweet that ubisoft did about oh come experience the real government shutdown oh my god that was an email they sent out and oh, they it? sent out an email shortly later going we apologize for the <laughs> so dumb uh, the first good. mission the first mission in that beta is you storming like or you like defending the white house or like coming up behind some people attacking the white house and then like that's where the first safe zone is i guess like the first yeah like that's weird weird very weird uh, weird but you know uh and then like it wasn't the end of like the division two or the division one like a reveal that like actually maybe the division isn't good that oh, sounds like it, so. never be in a tom clancy story like there was I, I think so maybe i forget i played it last summer too and i don't remember well, <laughs> okay. if I it's up, not just me if the division two comes out and it gets doing really really well i'll probably try to, to zip through the division one at some point before playing division two mm-hmm. uh, don't, you don't need you don't, to you don't need to do this to yourself <laughs> You don't need to play the Division 2 or Anthem at all. They're going to be repetitive loot shooters. But it is a loot shooter. So Sam will play a repetitive loot shooter 
before, which has a terrible story. Because it's in my Steam library, it. and I don't have to pay $60 to do it. Okay, right. I thought you would have to still buy it. No. I mean, it is also 5 bucks to buy it, but... Is it? Yeah, mm. to buy the first division, yeah. Wow. I, like, I got it pretty cheap on like the summer sale, yeah. Yep. And like the DLC, too. It was... I didn't play it on Game Pass. I didn't play anything on a Game Pass uh, free trial. So I bought the Gold Edition on launch day for like seventy pounds. That's a lot. But it's like um, double the price. Yeah. Do you remember when they announced it at E3? They talked about like that iPad app where someone could like call in drones and stuff. Did they? Did that ever happen? No, they explicitly came out and were like, uh, "There's no way to do this without making it without." and make it fun oh okay. so, like, so we're not gonna do it okay they're like, like, like this was the idea but it doesn't work sorry it's also like several years after like the smart glass stuff passed that the division finally came out red dead 2 with that with apparently has a very good ipad app <laughs> it's just uh, I, you know i can never get the fall the fallout 4 app didn't work with pc hmm. or something She's just like, what? It's like, so I never used it, but apparently people liked it. But I used it. Apparently. Anyway. Yeah. There's there's another game that came out. The surprise is, release. Is this, I don't think so. Is this the last one? Is this the big one? I, I think, I I think said, it's the last we, one. Is this the big dog? Uh, by God, that's Randy Orton's music. <laughs> The Apex, the Apex Legend Slayer. It's real good. You though. should change his name to the Apex Legend. Uh, yeah, so Apex Legend uh, Legends is a new uh, surprise release from Respawn Entertainment. Is it Respawn Entertainment? Yes. Yes. The, uh, the former the Titanfall, Titanfall Two developers, former uh, Infinity Ward, Vince Ampella, creators of Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. And not a sequel to Apex on Xbox. The lore is not fully developed yet. Right. They could, they could do a lore dump and turn out, hey, this is a sequel to Apex on the Xbox. I don't know what Apex is. Yes, it was a racing real game, reason. But, yeah. You know, there's no cars yet. Well, there are cars on the map, <laughs> but you can't drive them. Uh, anyway, so uh, apparently after Titanfall 2, uh, Respawn was just like messing around with uh, gameplay ideas and someone made a real big map and tried to get as many people as they could onto that map. You know what's hot right now and has big maps with a lot of players? Battle Royale games. You know what else people really like? Overwatch. <laughs> so they kind of made an Overwatch Battle Royale. Which kind of sounds like <laughs> kind of i guess i don't know I, I i played a little bit of blackout and i didn't care for it uh pat you you are the one who has really been enamored with this game yeah so please please tell that, us about apex legends oh it's uh i mean it, it's it's a battle royale game but it definitely feels like um a battle royale game for someone for people who don't even necessarily care about the concept of a battle royale like it it's really the, the the takeaway is not that it's a new battle royale game. It's that it's the new game from respawn. Definitely. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that, that really people should, should latch onto, but, um, kind of mechanically what it does differently. Um, I found that my history with battle royale was like PUBG. I played a lot of it. Then I slowly realized that I don't like it. 
and that what I really liked was a game that was structured that way that I could play with friends. Um, and then, you know, nobody that I knew ever really got into Fortnite. We actually played a lot more of save the world than of the battle Royale. Um, and it's well-made, but I don't really care for the shooting in it and I don't really like the building stuff. So it's just not been for me. Um, and, uh, blackout was one that I played some of, but it ended up having, it felt better to me than PUBG, but it does this has the same problem where I don't like the pace of those games after having played a lot of PUBG, it you tend to just you tend to just get like sniped from really far away. If you're not a really good player and you know what you're doing and you're good at shooting, which I'm not great at shooters, uh, it, it tends to be crawl around, grab a bunch of stuff, get into one fight, and then you die. And the speed at which it operated just wasn't fast enough for that to be fun for me. Um, the thing with Apex Legends, like, it differentiates itself because it's. Um, you play as these specific characters that kind of resemble overwatch characters in some ways. Um, they're careful to not use the term hero, which is fair because he's legend. Yeah. But, but there's more to avoiding the term hero shooter than that. I think, um, the it's different than what you expect from a typical hero shooter as you get deeper. I know Andre, when you were playing, you were saying that you, didn't think that the hero abilities mattered that much or that you didn't feel like they mattered as much as you assumed they should, um, was kind of the impression that I was getting. Uh, I think it's more like I have, I was still getting used to like, okay, That's when fair. do I use this? And like, yeah. I have an, I have another friend that I've been yeah. playing with who basically said that he didn't think that the hero abilities mattered that much. And I think that's like crazy because <laughs> like a huge part of this game. Yeah is how that stuff works. Yeah. I think like some of them matter. I I think actually all of them are very useful. Um, it's just learning, learning to be comfortable when to use them. And like, you know, overwatch has the same thing. It's when do I use this? Uh, and then like remembering to use it and stuff. Cause it's a whole new thing for the like battle Royale game to have all these like side abilities. It's so smart because it's not just, they didn't just paint overwatch characters onto a battle Royale. There are certainly characters that have, some basic similarities to other to, to like, like Gibraltar is a good example of someone who could be in a lot of different games. Like Mm -hmm. he has an area shield. He shields when he aims down sights and he calls it an airstrike. That sounds like a call of duty character. That could be a character in the black ops, uh, competitive multiplayer Mm -hmm. for sure. He could be, but yeah, uh, (laughs) yes, exactly. But, um, by contrast though, like most of the characters are things like if you look at Bangalore, which is a, she's, she's a kind of standard soldier type, She's a good example of a character that could exist in a call of duty competitive kind of situation, but she's her abilities are so important when it comes to the battle Royale setting because being able, she shoots smoke. Um, she can call down a different kind of airstrike and then she runs faster when she's being shot at is her passive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she Those abilities take on such a different meaning in this setting than they would in a standard competitive multiplayer setting. Uh, and it's fascinating to see how that works. Um, like other characters are even more specific to the setting. Someone like bloodhound, um, they can find like clues in the environment and, um, they can like you, their, their cue does, uh, their, their, you have three abilities, a passive that generally is always on. Sometimes it's a little different. Um, 
then a Q that, that you hit, you, you hit your tactical ability on Q is the default binding on PC. And it does like a kind of quick ability that usually re- like recovers to cool down in like 10 to 20 seconds, yep. sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little less. Then you have an ultimate ability that, that goes that, that charges over time. So like bloodhound, their Q is a quick ping to see if people are around and you get like a last known position on them and it's very close range. So you can see if they're like in the same building as you basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's really cool. It's also super tactical because other people can see your ping from farther away than your ping reveals them. Mm-hmm. That, and that other people being not your teammates. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very interesting the way that that, like that, that, that works tactically. Um, so I'm not going to run through the list of every single character's abilities, but they're super interesting and like highly recommended. And then on top of that, I think the other main thing that really sets this game apart is that you have to play it in squads of three. And I really don't think that will ever change. I could see them maybe adding additional squad sizes potentially if they can make the map bigger. Or not bigger if they can make the player count larger. I think that yeah, um, they can't make I it actually, larger. Then I don't see them making like four player squads. I I, I I will play this game even if they add solos and stuff. But I don't see this game. I think it's perfect at sixty players with three person squads. Personally, I think there's enough room. I don't I don't think it's as sparse with people as some people have said. Um, especially as you start to realize the way you're kind of supposed to play it. Um, which is different than other battle royales. Uh, but, um, that forcing you to play in three player squads is awesome because it means that these characters kits all interact in ways to produce these really interesting combos basically. Um, and that's extremely cool. Um, and then also, uh, they've made it so that you don't need to worry about talking to other people because the ping system that's there is like completely revolutionary and incredible. Like it is like perfect. Easily Um, easily the best in uh, a game yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's simple too. It's not like it's complicated in some way. And that's what, that's why it's, it's so good. It's just that anytime you point it out every anything, you have a context sensitive ping button Mm -hmm. and it'll call out whatever you're looking at. And by default, it's like, basically saying, I'm going to go here. If you pointed a gun on the ground, it'll call out to your teammates that the gun is there. They'll get an icon on their map. Then they can ping the icon that you just laid down and then it'll keep the icon on their HUD. And then no one else can pick up the thing that you just pinged. Um, Oh wait, really? Yeah. When you call dibs on something, other people can't pick it up. I actually didn't know Uh, that. That's super cool. (laughs) Yeah. Until the, until it expires, like until the dibs expires. Um, as far as I know, somebody was saying that it worked that way for me. I didn't actually test it myself. So it could just be that they were not reading the UI, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, so don't at me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, but then, uh, on top of that, like kind of the third pillar, I think is, um, the time to kill is really, really good in this game. It's like, it's higher than in PUBG. So in PUBG, in a lot of cases, like, if you stand up in a farm in a, in a field and get shot one time, you're like, well, my game's done. <laughs> it doesn't matter what armor you've collected. It doesn't matter. Like you will die like very, very quickly. Um, whereas in, in apex, um, it certainly can feel sometimes like maybe you're, you're getting kind of screwed because you died quickly to a couple of shotgun blasts, but generally, especially a range, 
you have a much, you have a chance to survive encounters, um, that are, that even if you're not the first one to see the other person and that's really, really cool. Um, and then when you get close, you know, you get these, like, you actually have to reload in order to kill someone. You generally can't just shoot them with what's in, with what ammo is in your, your weapon. So there's a little more positioning and tactical kind of moving around the, the tighter environments and even things like punching does a lot of damage in this game. You can actually punch someone and knock them down after like three to four punches. Um, instead, and unlike games like PUBG where you like punch each other back and forth, like four hundred times. Um, so all that stuff combines just to make a really, really cool experience. There's other little things like they call out on them on the HUD when you're in a high loot area. Um, there's, there's cool little touches on the map. Like, uh, there's a ring every map that moves around that gives you the highest tier of possible loot. So a bunch of people will always be drawn to drop there. There's a supply ship that flies around that always has good loot on it that you can drop on at the beginning. And that's always a fun, like little fight. I get stuck in the geometry. <laughs> yeah. I, I did get stuck in the geometry when, when we were playing last night and, uh, and, and it resulted in the deaths of, of Andre and my friend that we were playing with. That's pretty uh, cool. <laughs> but, uh, but it's a, it's a fantastic game. And the fact that it came out out of nowhere is like, really really cool and um yeah. and and it's totally i think it's 100 percent actually because they didn't want epic to just introduce character archetypes into fortnite and try to do all the stuff that they're doing with a drawn out announcement and marketing period yeah. um but but man, yeah. that game is neat there's like there's yeah. so many other like little things that evolve the genre in a really unique way that i feel weird like i don't i like PUBG. Uh, it wasn't on my top 10 that year, but I played like 200 to 300 hours of it. Um, mm-hmm. but like no fall damage. That's huge. Yeah. That's um, really fun. Like, yeah. It, it changes the way you play that game entirely. Yeah. Yep. And like, like the sliding movement, like that changes yep. a yep. lot. The, mm-hmm. um, like you were talking about squads, like, <laughs> and having those abilities kind of combo and stuff. Like it, it had me think of it kind of like how I would think of Dota. It's like, Oh, what happens if we, yep. if we bring Winston guy and fart guy together and then like, like put them in a in a in a building rather than bring them outside. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know their actual yeah. name. Sorry, <laughs> Gibraltar and Caustic. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is maybe my biggest complaint is some of the names are just not like hard to remember, like Lifeline and like Pathfinder are like. I mean, not, I feel a lot like of not good names. <laughs> Sorry, else. I feel like Apex Legends in general has been hard to remember for me. Sometimes I feel like. Sometimes I'm just like, what is that game? And I know it's on the tip of my tongue. And I'm like, oh yeah, Apex Legends, where it doesn't immediately come to mind like like something like like sure. say Overwatch or PUBG. It's probably just because I've been playing it a ton all week. When people have been saying it's a bad name and that the characters are too generic, I've been like, what do you mean? It's fine. Gibraltar I, is the big guy, and and Caustic is the fart guy, and Mirage uses the Mirage. I, I still say Gibraltar should be straight. Everyone else can be gay. Gibraltar <laughs> oh must God, be straight. No. Why? We can't go into this because it's straight to Gibraltar. This joke has been. Oh God! Uh, Andre has been working this joke. <laughs> it's never into sold. Every, into every. Still every not getting over. No, every character can be gay, but Gibraltar must be straight. That's terrible, and I love it. But um, like, well, I think one of the other things that, like, originally I, I kind of felt the same way about like uh, it being pure squads and only squads is kind of a bummer. But when you look at the respawn mechanic. Like the, mm-hmm. you have bled out your dead and someone else can pick up your tag or whatever. And then mm-hmm. 
bring you to that beacon and you can actually like come back into the game like that's actually with, pretty with huge. nothing yeah literally nothing. yeah with nothing <laughs> that uh, is a problem the, but the uh but you know like that's kind of fair hopefully your buddy will have killed somebody or something but yeah. um well you can carry two guns too so if you're playing with people you know they'll, yeah. they'll drop a gun for you it, it, just, it makes it so but like that the respawn mechanic makes it so much more heartbreaking when that last person on your squad dies <laughs> yeah yeah or, but, or if they just leave like I've, I've won, I, I I've been in a party that has won like four games of PUBG, but I only really count two of them because the two, the other two that I've been in for, I died like 10 minutes into the game. And then I sat and watched my friend play for 30 minutes sure. and then they did some bullshit at the end and won. like, <laughs> so I, the way that the respawning works, it's nice because you never really end up in that situation. Sure. Like one in 10 games, maybe you'll have to sit and watch someone play for five minutes, but for starters, the games never take that long. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like not 20 minutes anyway. is kind of yeah. max. Um, and, and then, and then on top of that, like the respawning mechanic means that it's unlikely that, that, as long as they grabbed your card, the ones, the, the times it's happened to me, it's been when someone ran from the fight because they weren't going to be able to fight and then they couldn't recover banners, yeah. but they usually die pretty quick anyway. Cause yeah. Speaking of banners, like the, there's just so many things I love about it. Like the giant banners that show the currently like in the lead team mm-hmm. and just like yeah. showing like they have four kills, like they have all the stuff, like just, that part of the environment it's even is more cool. of a blood sport than PUBG. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just so, is the, it's so and there's cool. like the announcer like oh new kill leader yeah and then like your characters will quip on it mm-hmm. yeah like, yep. yeah it's just so good and um to go back to something else you were saying pat uh the ping system i was talking about this with cheska because she's been playing it uh solo as well and she says yeah when i play games online i never <laughs> turn on my voice chat because i'm a woman and if i do i get harassed a lot so like the fact that people can play this game 100% without ever needing to turn on their microphone, like they even that's like, actually something that I've been wondering about because I haven't played, had a chance to play it yet, but yeah. I'm actually, it's like partially downloaded. So I'll be playing it soon, but I was definitely wondering about how that, uh, kind of making you play as a squad would work when you are specifically not going to put on any voice chat yeah. and the <laughs> pinging makes it completely feasible because on top of the context sensitive pings like pinging an item and saying this is here or double clicking your ping and then saying there's an enemy here you hold the ping button and then like there's a whole context sensitive menu you can say someone's been here or i'm looting here or whatever on pc you can just hit f and it does the the enemy ping button automatically yep well but but if you miss the if you miss the enemy though it'll say it do a go here so you have to double tap no 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 if you hit f F it always does the enemy. sorry I rebound F to the standard panel. Oh, oh That's well, why. then yeah, you're yeah. a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> my my middle mouse button, I've never understood how people think that clicking a middle mouse button is any in any way, shape, or form acceptable as a quick thing in a first-person shooter. Because I agree. Where you you don't have to put more pressure on the middle mouse button than you do on the standard buttons, yeah. and it always fucks me up. Yeah, agreed. Because I, I, I like my then I move it in a bad way. I don't know. And but yeah, if you double tap the standard ping button, then it'll also say there's an enemy here. So that's just what I do when, uh, and, and, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things I like about it is it's a lot more vertical than, uh, which I mean, coming from the Titanfall developers, you'd expect like multi-tiered and like very interesting uh, geometry in your levels. And so, and like 
I do not want to engage with the building in Fortnite at all. Right. 100% do not want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so like a, a battle Royale that does, I guess ring of Elysium probably does that like with the snowboarding and the climbing and stuff that I've never played that. But the thing though, that's cool about the verticality in, um, an apex is that between the way that the different sections of the map are walled and the way that they're really the sniper rifle ranges are so drastically reduced compared to something like PUBG. This is this is like a two hundred to three hundred meter sniping range. Uh, yeah, as so, opposed to like six hundred to a thousand. And and frankly, like the assault rifles, there's there's no case where like the assault rifles can compete with the best. Well, they can at least hit. Mm -hmm. um, at, at range as well as a lot of the sniper rifles. There's no damage fall off over range that I'm aware of. Um, everything does pretty flat damage. It's, you just, you crit on a headshot. Um, mm -hmm. There was a chart on the Reddit that somebody did. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that there's no range fall off. The difference is optics really um, mm -hmm. like the, the optics on a sniper rifle are going to allow you to shoot longer. But, yes. but what it means is that you don't run into those situations where you get sniped from like across the map and then you you have to like hunt for cover because there is just so much cover in the environment and so many places you can go if someone engages you at range to try to avoid that fight. Um, yeah. so it's, it's pretty, it's, it, that part is really cool. And then sort of the other part of the verticality is like each map segment is so different in a lot of those games, Fortnite gets away from this a little bit, but they all feel like kind of, I don't, and I'm not trying to rag on PUBG either. Cause it, it's the first of this genre. So it's not like they fuck mm -hmm. this up or something, but PUBG, a lot of the environments with a couple of exceptions are very similar in the way that they feel like the houses, yeah. a lot of it, the houses are it's a lot of, they're, they're prefab. Yeah. Right. And, and the cool thing about apex is like, I have been in games where it has ended in the swamp and it's a very flat conflict without a ton of cover around. So it's a lot of like sliding around and trying to use movement to, to stay alive. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've also been in conflicts like the one that, that we played last night, Andre, where we were in the Thunderdome mm -hmm. and we were in the like hanging thing and we had this kind of perch and there was one zip line up. And then we were trying to kind of like figure out what we were going to do because we were right on the edge of the circle. And then another team like came up the zip line and yeah. fucked us up. And uh, they were in the circle and they came out of the circle to get us. Yeah. Uh, so disrespectful. So there's so many different kinds of feels of engagements because yeah. of the, how diverse the map is and, and uh, how quick the movement is on like yep. when you, cause you can go up a zip line because you've got like jetpacks and stuff, uh, which is nice. Um, and yep. I was like, Oh, well, I can only go down the zip line, but no, there's no fall damage. So like, there's no point to go down a zip line unless you're like going a long distance. Yeah. That's really cool. And like jumping, one of the coolest things is, uh, climbing like in the Northern, no, in the Northern part, there's like the artillery base. And then just South of that, there's like a tower mm -hmm. and you can jump off the tower and there's a zip line that runs like right alongside it. And I just love jumping off the tower and then grabbing onto the zip line in midair and then yep. like going like 500 meters on the zip line. Yeah. yeah. That stuff is all just really great. And hopefully they just continue to add maps. I mean, they've got uh, characters planned for, there's a character plan for next month or a legend or whatever. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, they put out that roadmap and I think the it's a, yeah. the, the roadmap is a little bit funny. Really. It just gives you the dates that the different seasons start. Cause every season is going to involve three months. Um, yeah. Every season is three months long. It's going to have a new battle pass, a new legend, at least a new, let one new legend, new loot and a new map apparently. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a new map, really? not a new map for all of them. No, 
Really? I okay. I I was positive that they all had the exact same icons on no, them. The fourth one uh, had two icons, which was uh, New Legend and I think New Loot. Okay. Because I remember looking at it going like, that's weird. I don't even know why they put this roadmap out this way because all of the icons on it are the same. But I mean, I mean, you know, he is yeah, the really one on that I'm looking at graphics. So sorry, new map. They don't, they do not say on the roadmap. Um, they just confirm that new maps are going to happen. The image that I'm looking at all four seasons indicate new loot, new weapons, new legends, and a battle pass. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And the, the icons are the same across all of them, but mm-hmm. they don't indicate a new map. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the game's real cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ami, uh, have you seen this or checked it out at all? Um, yes, I, I have seen it. Um, this is not my, I don't have many cents to put into this because it, it's, it's not my forte, my fort. Oh, okay. Um, Fortnite. it's not my Fortnite. Fortnite is not my Fortnite either. I, I am, I am traditionally speaking a single player, mm-hmm. um, campaign you know offline yeah. kind of guy um but but i do know from what i've watched um uh, today mostly um that the general consensus is and, and this was said at the very beginning of this conversation that those of us who uh for whom you know games like fortnite are not um the, the reason we play games that the apex legends is still worth checking out and it it offers things that set it apart to an ex- such an extent that you you can't just say oh well you know you don't like this so you, you won't like that of course i'm not an fbs guy either and that might be a bit of a yeah, like that might, yeah, yeah that might be a barrier but that aside you know um yeah, I don't, there's there's still a rush to the battle royale thing like i has anyone i won a game last night has anyone else won a game i know pat said he hasn't alex uh, have you not of apex no okay of other games yes but um i had i had some like i had several very close games and i lost i think two i got second place in two games because of some bullshit once because the other team sat outside like the circle and just healed apparently for like five minutes right which you should not be able to do. I thought we had figured this out after like the PUBG stuff with like the competitive scene and that guy winning like the tournament by sitting outside and healing. I thought we figured that out, uh, that you shouldn't be able to do that. And like the circle needs to do more damage than uh, is possible to heal like that. Eh, I mean, you don't know what kind of healing you really had though. Real like, stupid. If they had four Phoenix kits a piece or something like that, like but it, it, it should not, the circle should do enough damage that that is not a feasible strategy. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think with normal healing gear, it is a feasible strategy. I'm and saying it, I bet they had a pretty wild loadout of healing equipment. Uh, apparently I have do a that. question about that. So another, there's so many cool things about this, but one of the cool things is the different qualities of gear that you can get. So like, you can get a purple quality one and the gold, which is the legendary quality one, mm-hmm. which will actually have like different properties to I mean, it. Yeah, like a perk or whatever. Yeah. Does there do are, the healing items have any? Any of those uh gold legendary perks? Uh, I don't think so. I think the Phoenix kit is the best thing you can get. Okay. Because the oh, Phoenix kit heals a hundred shields and a hundred health, which is the most shields and health you can have. Right. So unless it did some other thing, yeah. um okay. but I wouldn't be surprised if they add that eventually. Yeah. The, the other thing. 
Sorry. But, uh, yeah, please, Alex, then I'll tell my other stupid story. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, like, one of my favorites of those, uh, of the quality of items, is the knockdown shield. Because mm-hmm. that's a, in itself, that's a really cool mechanic, being able to defend yourself when you've been knocked down. Uh, mm-hmm. But the highest tier one also lets you res yourself. Mm-hmm. which is one really, time one time one time and it is kind of a long res too it's like it seven seconds yeah but sorry <clears> it's better than not uh so okay so there was that and that was like the best game i had had up to that point like my team was good like they were they were we were executing well we like we we had this team but then they were able to just sit outside the circle and heal which i i do not think should be possible no matter what your loadout is at that point in the game um and then and the other game, my we had I had a teammate who had like 300 kills on whatever character he was playing. I think it was like Mirage. He had like 300 kills on Mirage. Leaves during like during the fly in. So it's just it's me and one other person, and we get to second place. If we had had this other person, I 100% believe yeah. we would have won the game. Yeah. I think the two things the game needs most is a reconnect feature because, like, I have had... Uh, this person didn't disconnect. They just left. No, no, I know. Well, that's my second... will be yeah. my second point. But, but the first thing is it needs a reconnect feature because um, it's... I've had friends that have crashed a lot. Yeah. Um, like, Same. every game for... In some cases, they'll crash. Uh, and they're about ready to just uninstall it because they crash mm-hmm. all the time. If they could reconnect, that would help a lot. Uh, and then the other thing is it needs to be it, that reconnect feature needs to be in, in such a way where it's like you can either reconnect to the game that you were in, or you can get a Q ban for 10 minutes or whatever yeah. to prevent people from disconnecting like that. Because what happens is people will disconnect if they don't get the character they want. And they'll also disconnect <laughs> if they, uh, if you drop and go towards a space they don't want to go to, yeah. um, that I have seen that happen before. And that needs to be like, removed as a possibility for sure yeah. <laughs> especially if they're not going to communicate like not even ping like hey i want to go over here or whatever yeah, totally it's um, the other thing that i need that i want them to do so they have a, some really cool accessibility features in terms of um th- you can turn on text to speech so that if someone yeah. types something it will text speech it you can also turn on speech to text which is hilarious. so if someone says something it'll text it and frankly, I want to turn both of those things on and then completely turn off voice chat so that I don't ever have to talk to other people because I've I already had anyone speak. See, I get people talking in almost every game I'm in and nine times out of 10, there are people I don't want to talk to at all. Like I had one guy in a game last night who chastised us for not veering off when we landed very uh, funny. Which became a joke, and it was very funny. So like you can, you can veer off when the person jumps, whoever is the jump master, the person who's picking the jump point as the two people that are not jump master, you can go off on your own at a certain point, whenever you want really. Um, and so typically what you should do is if you're in an area with three houses, each person should veer off so that you're each getting one house. Sure. Yes, I get it. That's the strategy. This person dropped us and then chastised my friend and I for not veering off at the end when we were landing on like a bunker in the artillery base and there wasn't really playing right Pat. Yeah. And then, and then he, uh, we got into a firefight. He ran off on his own. We got into a firefight. I killed an enemy squad and he yelled, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And then he died. And then I came and killed the two people that were attacking him before I died. And it was like, I don't want to hear this guy talk. And unfortunately there's no way to fully turn off voice chat. You can turn the volume down to zero, but it's still as loud enough. You can hear it. You can mute people. Yeah. You can mute people individually. But I don't want to have to do that every match. I would prefer to just you build can't mute everybody. You can, no, but you have to do it every game. Yeah. Like you can. Oh, that sucks. Squad. 
Yeah. They need yeah. to do it so that you can just, I think like they really need to make it so that when you turn voice chat to zero, it's actually zero and that you just can't hear them. I'm yeah. fine with their speech getting turned to text, but like, I just don't want to listen to people. I, I saw some, I saw someone trying to use that and it did not seem good. It was it's not, not great. Could, it's not great, not but it's sense of anything they were trying to say. Generally, I've found that I can figure out what they're trying to say when they marble mouthed motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, does anyone have anything else they'd like to talk about? I don't think so. I don't know. For games, we were almost at two hours here. I did see like a movie too today. It's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, it came out yesterday. Oh, I didn't even know. Cool. It's not out in the US. Oh. (laughs) It came out yesterday here. That's maybe Wednesday. That sounds great. No. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, Ami, would you like to share anything else? I don't know. Um, I'll just briefly. No, it is out here. What? The Mm -hmm. movie two. Oh, oh, it's out. Oh, is it really? So go see. Gotta go see that. Go deep. Um, I don't know. I guess since I'm here and I'm special guest, (laughs) um, I've never been a special guest on anything. Um, special. Very special. um, I'll I'll just say. what I'm, what my short-term uh, trajectory on my channel is, because I'm I'm taking a slightly strange path going forward that I wasn't fully expecting to go on. Um, I'm trying to make a, a strong push for original content because obviously competing in the uh, gaming sector mm-hmm. on YouTube is insane. Um, Although all power to you all. Um, anyway, so I've, I've, I've been working on this very strange project of making, um, spoken word poetry out of the, um, and you can laugh. It is ridiculous, um, out of the games that I've been playing. And so one series is basically spoken word poems of specific games. And I'm starting with Hitman. Are you using dialogue in the game and like cutting it together into spoken That would be cool, but no, no, I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing these. Um, But what if you found those words in the game and then they would not have the (laughs) cadence and delivery, you know, but if if you, you could auto tune it. I don't know. That's true. I'm not good at my God. That was creation. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, there's sort of like spoken, uh, spoken word, uh, mm-hmm. poem reviews. And then the other, okay. the other, uh, one is I'm, I'm rewriting the entire Pokedex, uh, from beginning to end, uh, in sort of spoken word format. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going through every beginning, you know, beginning with the beginning, let's see how far it goes. But, um, I'm looking through all of the Pokedex entries for, you know, each Pokemon and then sort of taking the information that's there, um, and, and <laughs> rewriting it, but, uh, in a very, very, um, elaborate way. Anyway, are, are you going to wear like a, like a beret and like a black turtleneck for these videos? Um, something like that. Yeah. I am okay. going to make it look like I'm, I'm on stage at some sort of like club bongos. 
(laughs) We shouldn't workshop this live. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not sure whether this is like spoken word poetry that is video game themed or whether like the foundation is video games, but it's spoken word on top of that, because it's going to be like the least searchable (laughs) ever, but that's okay. Get get on that SEO and go to, go to like poetry slams and just start doing it. I know I'm thinking about it. This is for um, 25% of you out there. (laughs) The rest of you can just, well, uh, the one I just took a quick look at your channel and the one video that is the, literally the first thing I'm going to look at once we're done with the podcast is you did a dramatic reading of simple and clean, which I, I, I am very on board for. So I, I think I'm very much on, on board for your content. <laughs> Yes, that was that was the beginning of this new direction. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm going to do other songs from video games too. They're just you know there aren't an infinite. Do and uh, also how many the of them are really to the Far level? Far Cry Three. What's the what's the song from the beginning of Far Cry Three? The oh, what's your name? The MIA song. Oh, uh, all I want to do is paper planes. Oh, paper planes. Yeah. Oh, so that's obviously not like written for. Yeah. But anything I guess that exists in the game is fair game. Uh, Power by Kanye West from Saints Row 3, the third rather. The big one on my list is Still Alive um, from Portal. It is hilarious. But anyway. anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that is a teaser of what is coming up on Penny Voxel. You can find him on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can find uh, my Kingdom Hearts Let's Play, which will be going up over like the next month. 40 episodes. We've got like eight up or something like that. Uh, some of those I'll probably upload two at a time because they like the, oh my, the penultimate episode will probably be like a twofer because uh, that was dumb. Uh, and you can find us on Google play and iTunes. Uh, where you can us a review. Stitcher, Stitcher, uh, I Stitcher Spotify. Spotify. Uh, we're all fine podcast locations. Uh, RSS uh, fix.space, uh, our website. Uh, you can find me online at cool slaw C O O L S L four W on Twitter. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Pornhub. Mm-hmm. okay uh, are, are you still uploading yeah. our are you still uploading the podcast yeah, to the <laughs> yeah you can find <laughs> us on pornhub <laughs> oh my god cool slaw c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w <laughs> oh good oh, uh, see the comments on those videos oh it's all two hours um <laughs> <laughs> what is that uh, the, uh, uh, pat you can find me at Chester pc <laughs> uh allison you can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And yes, I did not forget how to spell my own username there. Uh, and also on Twitch at Happy Beeps here. Okay, so, good. Can I interrupt for just one second? I just checked out our, our page. One of our videos has about 300 and something views and one downvote. No, no upvotes, Aww. just one, one Wait. thumbs down. Aww. Wait, on Pornhub? <laughs> yeah, on Pornhub. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> How do we have 300 views? Why do we okay, have I'm not going to question it. You on YouTube. <laughs> I think you answered your question with your question, Andre. Think of the number of users on each of these platforms. Uh, but 
And think of which users on which platforms are more likely to try to find very strange hidden things buried deep within the website. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. screw the, the migrations of Vimeo. What the, what the hell happened? It's just Sting watching it over and over as part of it. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, it's like uh, got five videos that are two hours long. Wait, this is very confusing. Uh, Sam, which episode is that, Alex? Uh, gelato Artists, <laughs> episode 29. There you go. There it is, right there. It has gelato in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Sam, where, where can people find you? Uh, you should follow my YouTube channel, which you can find. Counter programming your own podcast. Jesus Christ. He did offer uh, to put his videos up on our channel, too. <laughs> I do a lot of sports shoe reviews, uh, by which I mean one of four videos I put up is a sports shoe review. I love that. And I'm going to put up the second part of that review tomorrow. Uh, I haven't edited it yet, so I we'll see. It might take forever because it's a really complicated video. On that. And then put those up on our channel. I'm cool with it. Okay. So yeah, if you want to watch me be really bad at working out tomorrow is the day that I put the video of me working out on the internet for the first time. Um, uh, you can find me on YouTube by just going to like, uh, I don't have a cool URL yet. I need a hundred followers. So you can just uh, search for Sam Harrison. I think I'm pretty high on the results. Or uh, it's this. So it's YouTube forward slash user forward slash SpiderFan2099. Because okay. I started that channel in 2006. You would um, name your channel SpiderFan again today. <laughs> I mean, I stand by the statement. Yeah, come so, on. Uh, was one one last thought is search search. What happened to searching things? Like if you search things in Windows 10, it's it's crapshoot if you're going to actually find what you're looking for. If you're like, oh, I want to find this application. You're like, oh, you want to you Google? Gotta, you got you to index your drives. What you got to do is it's download not even the... that. It's just Windows. <laughs> Windows search is terrible. Da it's like that on my Mac, too. Download this program called Everything. It's really good. It's an index. Okay. Okay. And then, okay. So but also on YouTube, I was searching for Sam's channel for some reason. I wanted to see something he posted and I searched Sam Harrison. I am subscribed to Sam. I don't know why I searched him instead of, because it wasn't showing up in my list of things. He was not even close to what showed up in my search searches. So, so what is going on with search? Why doesn't it show me the things I want to see? We, we got all these algorithms and it's like, oh, we think you want to see this, but it, it's not even close. Get it together, technology. That's my message to you. Ami, where can people find you? Um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, of course. And what's the other one? Uh, hey, there's Twitter. another one. Twitter. Uh, Did Twitter, I say Twitter? Snapchat? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit, Pornhub? and YouTube. At Pornhub, apparently, that's where the audience is. I, yeah. I know. I know. Apparently. Hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully Penny is not taken on there. I've gotten very lucky with everything else. Pornhub, Pornhub stealing my fake, stealing my name has more views on you on Pornhub than I do on YouTube. What? My, uh, my username was taken for TikTok. So I deleted my account and deleted the app. And I will never <laughs> I, right. I had the same username on everything. It's just my initials. S G C H easy. But when it wasn't available, I looked who it was, and it's like a twelve-year-old, twelve-year-old uh, girl who lives in Asia somewhere, and all of her videos are just musically videos because TikTok used to be musically. 
and her account hasn't been used for like seven years. Well, that's that. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, subscribe. Good night. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. I like how we're all waving, but we don't actually have a video. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I do that. I'm waving to you. Episode, so. I'm waving. I'm waving to just Pat. So yeah. I am virtually waving to everybody who's listening. So, uh, hi. Thank, thanks for joining us, Ami. Yes, <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. Thanks, Ami. Good yeah, having you. Human centipede. I'm waving at Alex. The human centipede waving. What? Bye. Bye. We're ending this podcast. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.